Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for some pop culture stuff, because we are back talking about Star Wars, Disney Plus's uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, so we will be discussing uh, on an earlier episode that was actually very popular uh, right away, so hopefully this uh, is met with the same success we talked about. Uh, chapters 1 through 3, we're back talking the next through, so uh, we'll be talking 4, 5, 6 mainly, uh, but we'll probably discuss most of what's been going on anyway. And uh, all of the lead-up to uh, what's going on in Star Wars. So spoiler alert for this one if you haven't seen, uh, if you're not all caught up on The Mandalorian, uh, turn it off now and then come back to it later, although I can't imagine... Uh, someone not being caught up on The Mandalorian at this point. Um, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today, Rob Callflesh. How are you, Rob? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, rounding out the trifecta for today, Dave Freiberger. How are you, Dave? I am excellent. All right. So, Mandalorian, we are now six episodes deep, and I just would like to say, oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, it's so good. Oh god, I love I love everything about it. Um, I, I, I'm I'm trying not to be the guy who because I've I've come on this podcast a lot about especially uh, when it involved the Joker. How there was a certain section of people who um, made up their mind uh, like months in advance before that movie came out um, to and just decided that they weren't going to like it before they even saw the fucking movie, right? Um, I'm trying not to do that with Rise of Skywalker, but man, like the bar was already <laughs> like the, the the bar for for Rise of Skywalker was already pretty damn like like they were probably never going to get over it if I'm being honest. And now that I've just had this this Star Wars goodness splashed on my face weekly, and I still love that I get it weekly. Don't need to binge a show like this. I just I love that I get it splashed all over my face. Um, man, it's really going to be, it's really, um, it's going to be tough for me not to judge, uh, the rise of Skywalker based off of the amount of fun that I have been having watching this show. Um, yeah, just, just some, some great episodes, uh, so far. Um, what do you, what do you think so far there, Rob? Uh, I have been enjoying it as well. Uh, it sounds like you've been enjoying it a lot more than I have. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it. I'm not over the moon with it. Oh, I'm totally over the moon. I love it. I, I, I love this. This is this is what I wanted. I wanted just like, like, hey, we just go around. It's it's like it's Lone Wolf and Cub. It's Samurai Jack. Craig made the the joke on our last uh, made the reference on our last podcast that it was uh, similar to the little hobo, littlest hobo up here for those of us who are Canadian, where it's just it's just. The, the the Mandalorian, Mando, whatever you want to call him, and Baby Yoda, the child, whatever you want to call that person, because we technically don't know either of their names, although I think you're calling him Mando, so I guess maybe his name is actually Mando. But, um, yeah, it's just them going around doing awesome stuff, you know? <laughs> like, just cool it, Every episode happening. really is just, yeah. okay, the Mandalorian's going to go find a job. Mm-hmm. Cool, we're going here, we're going to go do this. Exactly. Something's going to go wrong. 
Some fun's gonna be had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're gonna wrap it up in a nice, neat little package. Exactly. <laughs> we're just gonna watch cool shit happen. We're gonna hang out with people and uh, species <clears throat> and 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 whatnot that we haven't hung out with before or in passing. Like, it's not always gonna be humans hanging out. Um, we're gonna make it. You know, we're gonna do our best to make it seem like there are more than just like two women in the fucking galaxy, right? Like, yeah. unlike unlike the original trilogy where there was Leia and like what Mon Mothma, I believe, were the only two females who ever made the fucking screen, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, I I just had a lot of fun. I mean, we can get into um, episode specificities, which is uh, I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it, but it might just be a word I made up. But I'm gonna roll with it. Um, Sounds good. Well, well, continuing with the overall thing, and this yeah. would even go back to one and th- one through three. Mm-hmm. He sure does like his flamethrower. Oh yeah, <laughs> and will use it at any opportunity. <laughs> He's just like, oh my god, I can't do this thing. What should I do? I'll burn my way out. <laughs> I wonder if because he has a helmet on and we can't see facial expressions. This is how he uh, displays anger. Mm-hmm. I do, I do love that. I do love that. Probably, the or, or if fire is an emotion to him. <laughs> I do fire love that the emotion. Mandalorian is simultaneously an excellent tactician and just at the same time a massive fucking idiot. Like, like I know. And I like that because it's like, okay, he's he's not infallible. He's he's just he's. A guy, right? And he has he a gets suit the on. shit kicked out He's of him. He's got a some lot. training. Oh yeah, he gets the crap kicked out of him hand to hand a ton. Like I like that though. And even like the scene, and we'll, we'll get into the the to the awesome prisoner escape episode. But like the scene where he takes on the four droids, he takes the four droids out, but he doesn't not get shot by the droids too right like like, yeah yeah, right like he takes a couple of hits and he's like oh god damn it and then he like you know goes in starts punching droids it's like god it was was, was really really good um i guess he really hates droids too oh Oh, yeah i hate droids too i like all of the droids in star wars are fucking annoying (laughs) except like obviously oh come on even ig11 and uh zero so far ig11 so far is the greatest droid and like r2d2 obviously but like c3po i would punch in the head i would like i would shut him off uh what about K K two S O? Yeah, he was the right. best yeah. part of that movie. All right, all right, you got me there, yeah. Alan. Yeah, you got me there. Alan Tudyk is awesome. You got me there, Dave. Okay, okay. So some droids can stick around. C three PO is a tool, and uh, L three or whatever her name is that she was Jar Jar Jace for me. God damn it! And uh, yeah, just most of the other droids are, are BB. I'm like, I don't understand the love for BB eight. It's just a fucking soccer ball that rolls around. Uh, They're trying to. What? But he sticks out the lighter and gives the thumbs up. <laughs> I do enjoy that gif. I will say that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've just in, in, just purely enjoyed this based on the fun aspect. I love that. The, I, I just, I can't reiterate the, the fact that I love that we're, we're, we're seeing and doing stuff and we're hanging out with people. Because, like, we'll get into the four, five, and six individually. But, like, the Prisoner episode where we're, like, we're actually hanging out with a Deveronian played by Clancy Brown. Uh, Natalie, God, what's her name? Uh, or Natalia Tina, who is in, uh, you know, who plays, uh, who's in, you know, who, Harry who's, Potter. yeah, is in Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. So she's deep in the nerd lore. Now she's in Star Wars playing a Twi'lek. I'm like, oh my God, we're hanging out with Twi'leks. How about this? Right? <laughs> like, like, this is what I've been clamoring for is, is like, 
the, the movies just make the universe seem so goddamn small because it's always about the same Death Star or the same family, and it's like you know they only go to three places. It's so I like this. I like that every I like that every episode we go to kind of a different setting. Sometimes it's a place we've been to before, like the the fifth episode we spent the episode on Tatooine and whatnot, and in in Mos Eisley, and in you know other episodes we're just not in places we've been before, and and, and it's, I like it's, the- Great. I really like the fact that they're not telling you mm-hmm. where they're going. It's not like flashing up the screen saying, this is where you are. It's like, no, yeah. we don't care. It's just, mm. we can figure that out. Exactly. And like, it's like, we know this is most Eisley spaceport. We know this is Tatooine. We know that that's that, that the one dude, uh, what was his name? Toro Kalen or whatever. He's got his boots up in the same, uh, thing where, uh, Greedo said McClunky or, you know, everybody's favorite yeah. line in the history of star Wars. What the fuck was that all about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so much tinkering in a scene that needed no tinkering whatsoever. They got it right the first fucking time. <laughs> so bad. I just um, hope you have that on DVD. Yeah. Or VHS. <laughs> like, never get rid of it. You don't even want it on DVD. DVD will have you, the Greedo You want the VHS, yeah. yeah. Is there is there a DVD where Greedo doesn't shoot first? I don't think that exists. Like, unless you, like, burned a copy of VHS. But an actual... I- you know, Maybe that's what we need to do is create one. Yeah, an actual 20th Century Fox DVD that you ever purchased. I'm pretty sure Greedo always shot first on those. Um, let's discuss. I, I mean, I think we can. I think we can go through uh, four, five, and six in order here. Um, episode four, uh, titled Sanctuary, it was di- written by John Favreau. It was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, featured. Uh, Man, like it, it was basically their uh, their Seven Samurai homage or blatant ripoff, depending on your point of view. I, I choose to go with homage. Um, it, it featured Mando and uh, Gina Carano played Cara Dune, who was a uh, shock trooper. Yeah, shock trooper. I like that too because in all of the uh, all of the um, the promo packages leading up for this, they they kept showing. Uh, they, they kept showing Gina Carano, who I've basically known as the girl they brought in um, Fast and the Furious 6. And I, I always thought that they brought her in to make it look like, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> Michelle Rodriguez and uh, Giordano Brewster could actually act. Like, like, <laughs> like, she, like she was there to lower the bar. She's really bad in that movie. Apparently she was in Deadpool, uh, which, of course, I still haven't seen. And... Uh, yeah, she was really good in this. I was really surprised. But like all of the promo uh, art that they showed and the and the still shots that they had of her, they really made it seem like she was just going to be another bounty hunter who is coming to kill uh, coming to kill Mando. And I really enjoyed that she was like a former Rebel shock trooper who was basically a deserter too. Where she was like, they sent what was her line? They sent me in to clean up. Uh, what was it, Yavin 4? No, it wasn't Yavin 4. Endor, right? They sent her there to clean up Endor. And she was like, boy, this is fucking boring. I'm leaving. And then so she's got a price (laughs) on her head as a deserter, right? And yeah, they they do the whole, just the the classic like Seven Samurai thing where it's like the village is getting overrun by... uh, by bad guys, but then they've got this this ultimate weapon and whatnot, and they got to teach uh, all the farmers how to fight. It was just ripped straight from the pages, if you will. But man, that was a really good episode, especially in that Star Wars universe. And, and I, I I think personally, Sanctuary is probably my personal favorite. What do you think, Rob? 
Uh, yeah, it's either going to be number one or two uh, for me right now, I think. I thoroughly enjoyed the whole episode, um, especially when, uh, well, I mean, little fiddly parts where it's like, eh, I'm not entirely buying it. But I very much enjoyed the creepiness of the ATST later on. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like when it lights show up. show it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, their initial fight was a lot of fun and, you know, oh, like going right to that flamethrower. And, fight, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and he was getting his ass kicked. Too. Like, yeah. He was, he was definitely it. losing that fight. Yeah. But then with it, good old, the child in classic timing shows up sipping his soup or drink or whatever it was, <laughs> slurping away. It's like, launched, huh, what's yeah, going on here? The shot that launched a thousand memes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby Yoda sipping on his bone soup or whatever. It's like, oh, mercy. I just, yeah, I that was such a good episode. And, like, the thing I overall like about this is is the, 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 the sprinklings of references to the original canon has been great. Like you mentioned the ATST, you see one ATST that, you know, these, uh, these group of, um, uh, I thought they were orcs to start off with. Yeah. They look similar. <laughs> yeah. to, <laughs> like what the hell they are we? Definitely middle earth. Orcs. Yeah. <laughs> they look similar to the pig dudes. What are they? The Gameronians or whatever in, in star Wars, but they're not those guys. They're just some new species. So I'm like, cool. New species that we never met before. Let's hang out with them. And then, yeah, they had an ATST. And uh, I like that. They, you know, they get it in there subtly. It's like, hey, here's an ATST. Hey, here we're going to most Isley. It's it, it's it, it's slightly more earned to me than I keep talking about the cheapest nostalgia pop in the history of Star Wars was easily in Force Awakens when they're like, let's get into that ship. What ship? Ba-na-na-na-na! And it was like this Millennium Falcon. And it's like, the fuck is a Millennium that Falcon? That hunk of junk. <laughs> yeah, doing here in this random like spot in the middle of the fucking desert. On a planet. How did Han Solo lose that too? Yeah, like, come on! So stupid, so stupid. Um, yeah, that was really bad. And it was just like, it's just JJ going like, they'll love this. I'll cut to the, the Death Star. They'll eat it up. Num, 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 num. They're so stupid. They'll hand over their money. Um, yeah, I, I just so I, I just love these little sprinklings that we've been getting. Uh, yeah, Gina Carano was excellent. The whole the whole Seven Samurai kind of homage that I, I I mentioned. It was just. God, it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking it up. They're called Clatoonin Raiders. That particular. Uh... So there you go for all the for all okay. the Star Wars heads out there that are screaming at their uh, their radios <laughs> right now. Going, uh, <laughs> it's the Clatoonins, you idiots! There you go. I said it. Um, well, how'd you feel about uh, Chapter Four, Sanctuary, Dave? Um, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, the first opening scene where i'm just like what the hell are we are we in middle earth now yeah. <laughs> with with like blue shrimp okay yeah i'm down with that Tequila. i really like yeah i really like they added a little bit more things like these the some more lo- like kind of lore stuff in the back where they were talking mm-hmm. about how like mando and her after they fought she's like yep i was here first you have to move along kind of yeah. deal like yeah. this is going only hiding spot for one i call Get it out of here. although that was one of those things that i've never fully gotten <laughs> in star wars is again just to continue to the fact that they they make um all of their universe seem very small it seems like whenever they go to a planet in star wars there's only like one part of the planet that is actually being used on like anywhere they go right <laughs> she's like she's that's like, true get yourself a different planet like as if mandalorian can't go like get in a ship and just fly like you know 
10 feet that way. Yeah, I don't know. Like, (laughs) like just spend 20 minutes flying in your ship, and you'll be on the other side of the planet, right? And then you'll be fine. Yeah, they they really make it seem like on every planet, there's only, like, one place you can go, and the rest of the planet you just assume is, like, mostly forest or mostly desert or mostly ice based on on whatever (laughs) they've given you. And it's like, okay, this is the ice planet, and we've only chosen to, like, to build on this one specific section of it, and other than that, please leave, right? Everyone's worried that the the planet's gonna be, all other planets are just gonna become another Coruscant. I guess, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Aside from Coruscant, everything else has got like 10 people on it. <laughs> yeah, so bad. Coruscant, yeah, which is like, isn't that like the, no, that's Nar Shaddaa. I'm thinking of Nar Shaddaa as like the Las Vegas of Star Wars. It's, it's the Las Vegas <laughs> planet where all the shit goes down. Um, yeah, it's really great. I just, I, I, I like the reference to the Shock Trooper or that car doing. We had a lot of fun with the, uh, um, the, the mother and, and, and daughter who are hanging out with the uh, with Baby Yoda, of course, and you get to see Baby Yoda hanging around with the kids and whatnot. It's just it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I really. So, so with that, there was then the one scene where that other bounty hunter uh, showed up and had the child in the crosshairs. Oh and yeah. Cara Dune then ended up capping that bounty hunter. Yeah. But for a brief moment, and I saw it uh, pop up on Reddit as mm-hmm. well. I was like, just thinking, oh man, are they? They're not going to do it, but what if they did it, and then the Mandalorian just goes full-on John Wick? (laughs) (laughs) And it just goes from being this PG, happy-go-lucky, bounty hunter going having some fun, to just wrecking everything. (laughs) Yeah, he has been wrecking everything, though. (laughs) No, I know, but I mean just like the rating then kicks it up a notch. (laughs) The remainder of the season is now rated R. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All because the one bounty hunter shot the child. Yeah. I actually thought when they had him in the crosshairs, I was like, oh boy, people aren't going to like that. And they did not like that one bit, but luckily luckily it was not him. I I, I thought for sure, like, because they did the they did the classic thing where it's like you hear the gunshot and it immediately cuts to birds going, right? Like they did they did that that whole thing. I was like, oh fuck, did they just shoot Baby Yoda? And then the guy collapsed and Gina Carano shot him in the back. And I was like, whoo, close one. Craig actually posed this question to me earlier, and I'm gonna earlier this week on the on the football pod, and. I'm going to pose this guy to you because I couldn't come up with anything. Um, Baby Yoda is the most marketable character that is going to make... Like, the merchandise alone on this character is going to make hundreds of millions. Yeah. Since... Frozen? You think so? Right? Like, like has there been anything for, between... For Disney? But just in general, just in general. Oh, just in general. Just in general. You think so? Yeah, that is. That you think is it's going to be that big? Something that is just sw- oh, absolutely. Like something that has just swept the 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 culture and 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 whatnot, and and people are just gonna like like they can't print those those baby Yoda Funko Pops and plushies fast enough. Is is what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it's I'm like since Frozen. Like, has there been anything in between Baby Yoda and Frozen that I'm forgetting? No. Frozen is ridiculous. Yeah, Frozen was ridiculous. Frozen 2... Was. I don't know if you've realized, they came up with another movie. It yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's everything. It's still back. It's back? I haven't noticed a, a, a huge uh, Frozen I, push. Not like I, not like when the first one came out. I, I have a four-year-old daughter. 
Yeah, Everything is frozen. Fair, fair. Yep. <laughs> I haven't seen. We well, should one. turn the heat on. Yeah, I know. I should. Oh, Rob, the only dad not on the podcast, the only non-dad on the podcast, making the dad joke. Oh, dear the fucking frozen! I have to buy the frozen rinse crackers. Really? <laughs> if it's if it's got Elsa and Anna on it, on it, you have to buy it. But these rinse crackers are two dollars cheaper. That's no, probably, like, buy the Elsa and Anna ones. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's probably back, but I mean, like the, when it first came out. Like what was it, uh, 2016 or whatever, when the first one came out? That was, that you know, that took over society. Frozen, right? Like you couldn't go anywhere. Absolutely. And I think Baby Yoda is going to be like that. I'm not sure if there's anything in between that I'm thinking of that has that is just going to like own society for like the next three, two, three months, right? I think that this thing definitely has the potential, but Mm -hmm. they did not like. I don't understand why they didn't come out with any merch beforehand unless they didn't want it spoiled. Yeah, that's precisely yeah, the I'm reason. I'm going to say they didn't want that right? spoiled. No, that's so 100% the there's, reason. There's not going to be any merchandise for this until after the whole thing has been aired, probably. Oh, because people will like, still get it, though, man. They love that Baby Yoda. Especially, like, Rise of Skywalker. We're only we're only getting the tip. Like, as much as The Mandalorian is um, kind of sweeping pop culture right now because the Marvel movies don't have anything going on. And like Stranger Things has been over for a while, and oh, I guess I guess The Watchmen seems to be. But I haven't even bothered starting to watch that yet. I'm gonna. I'm you gonna got, you gotta watch The Expanse, that. man. That show's awesome. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe. So it's just sitting there. Yes. For me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this this is really like The Mandalorian is is making moves, but I, I <clears> think it'll it'll reach its peak. Um. Like once Rise of Skywalker comes out, like we're 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 what five days? It comes out on Thursday. We're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, Rise of Skywalker will be out. Star Wars always gets that bump the second a movie comes out, and this movie is most likely going to be as stupidly controversial as the Last Jedi was. And you know, everybody well, you'll just kind of, everybody's going to argue about whether or not it's good. It probably ultimately won't be, but uh, who knows. And uh, yeah, the Mandalorian will still be there with an episode right after uh, right after it comes out. So, and this it, week's it, episode comes out on Wednesday. Yes, yes. Oh, really? Does. Good point. Yeah, yeah. It comes oh, out on the 18th. nice. Yeah, it comes out on the on the 18th, which is Wednesday. So we get it on Wednesday before uh, before the movie comes out on. Uh, which I which don't know. Ma- is, is that a which movie? makes me? Well, it makes me wonder if. Something with the child yeah. happens either in that episode or something happens in that episode that mm-hmm. people that are watching the, the show mm. may want to know before they see the movie. Mm. So I, I, I don't know if there would be anything like that. Like, that's one thing that sometimes bugs best... me a bunch. Like, the movie stuff, I like the idea of it being on its own and mm-hmm. there can be nods to it, but don't you don't, don't have to watch the show yeah. to know as well, like, to continue on. Yeah, I don't think uh, they're gonna do a full lead-in. To... I don't. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, wouldn't, Just I the fact that, that there's the child exists and whether or not like it's all uh, no, they cloning even... and, and what have you, but that should be figured out relatively quickly. Yeah, in the movie, I agree. I'm sure they can't even get on the same page script-wise with the movies, let alone with the TV shows. Right? Like they like like yeah. every every Star Wars movie that has come out seems to have people getting fired off of it mid-production and like you know people in 
glamour high end positions. It's not like, oh man, the catering got guy got fired, right? It's like, no, the director got fired off of this one, and the scriptwriter got fired off of this one, and the DP of photography got fired off of this one, and he they're replacing him or her uh, on, on the fly, and half um, the movie gets reshot. Yeah, half the movie gets reshot and rescripted and stuff. It's it's just like yeah, there's there's they don't have the intelligence. It's, to get it's, on the same page right now with the movies and the TV, so I don't, I don't think that I don't think that this is going to lead into. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to lead into the movie. Now, my, I'll bet I agree with I do agree with you, Rob, that something might happen to Baby Yoda. I don't know about death, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm very much thinking because Deborah Chow is directing uh, directed the seventh episode too, um, and she's the same. She was the first female director in Star Wars history. She directed Episode Three, The Sin, which. Uh, uh, great episode ended with uh, the the big bounty hunter, the all the Mandalorians fighting all the bounty hunters at the end and and whatnot, and he got his full armor and it was really really strong episode. And uh, yeah, she's directing the last one, and I'm thinking they're gonna go Game of Thrones style, where the penultimate episode <laughs> is where all the shit goes down, and then yeah. and then the eighth episode will probably m- might set us up for like we'll 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 tie a bow or whatever on this season, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, but set us up for the next one because they're already shooting the next one and I'm pretty sure they're wrapping up. They're close to wrapping up that Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which um, I'll say I'm more excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show having watched The Mandalorian uh, than I previously was because I was like, A, I don't really give a crap about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We already know his story. I don't. I truly don't care what he was doing in the in-between. Like, I really don't. And then Ewan McGregor being in it, and I'm not a Ewan McGregor fan, so. But I, I'm, I'm, I'll get cautiously optimistic for that one based off of the strength of, of the. He was one of the best parts of the prequels. Oh, I'm not saying he was. He was probably the best part of the prequel because, like, the Emperor prequels, Palpatine. Uh, well, Emperor Palpatine, but only in the was like, fucking awesome. Yeah, only <laughs> yeah. in the I'm just completely overacting. <laughs> yes, know, the entire time that's the reason. Yeah, like I, I I get it from there. Yes, of course, but that's not exactly like you know you don't exactly put that on the highlight reel, is what I'm saying. Right? Like, is him okay. just chewing the there... scenery, num 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 num, the entire time, right? But those, those two characters, mm. probably the best. Mm-hmm of those three movies right oh, I, don't, like, I don't think there's any debate about it because it's certainly not natalie portman who no. while being a tremendous actor actress or whatever you want to say um you can always blame the script on that one. Oh, absolutely no one could make that dialogue because that's the thing like if you're gonna defend hayden christensen who cannot act but if you're gonna defend him you just look at the fucking dialogue he was given, and nobody could, like, nobody could fucking make that. Like, you could bring Lawrence Olivier back from the dead, or give it to, you know, Denzel Washington or Leonardo DiCaprio, or whatever. None of those guys could have made, you know, half of those stilted dialogue monologues, like, you know, the infamous "I hate sand" dialogue, right? Like, fucking yeah, yeah, nobody like, could. Like Marlon Brando couldn't fucking make that work, right? Like, that's just bad writing. So, but like, so it's if, but like at the same time. Hayden Christensen is not a good actor. Right? Like he's he's not. If he was, he'd have been in more stuff even after fucking Star Wars ruined his career. Um, but let's talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, Fair enough. Let's bring that back. The fifth episode, <laughs> the Gunslinger. Um, <laughs> this episode was met with, I would say, the most 
Um, vitriol is a strong word because vitriol implies that people were willing to get rid of it. But you know, what? like I don't want to use vitriol and hate, but it was it was met with the most. That wasn't very good. I think people have have, have pointed at the gunslinger and said that um, they didn't really like that episode. Nothing really happens. Um, the Mandalorian is, is, is flat out negligent to baby Yoda throughout that entire episode. He makes He's a lot negligent of... to him in every episode. True. He makes a lot I don't of... think they've been watching particularly <laughs> negligent. In that leave him yeah. the previous episode yeah. undefended with some villagers. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've been paying attention. Yeah. But in that, in that, in that thing, he, they would have at least raised him properly, theoretically, right? Like the baby Yoda. But um, the gunslinger, yeah, he basically locks him in a, a in a closet, right? Now it's a well manicured closet, but it's he a does closet that in the next episode too, though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, what is I, what is this argument? I don't know. I'm just saying. This is what people say. They said <laughs> it's his room. Happened. Yeah, nothing happened. In it, this is the argument that people made about the gunslinger. Nothing happened. The Mandalore made dumb and poor decisions that that they that they didn't like that particularly put the baby Yoda uh, in um, uh, in in trouble. Uh, Amy Sidaris, uh, who who played the uh, the mechanic that was uh, fixing up the ship, basically was like a proxy. What was her character's name? Pelimoto, I think. Uh, she yep. was basically a proxy for the audience uh, who were saying, like, what the hell are you doing? You can't treat a baby like this, right? So she instantly became, like, the favorite character. But, like... People basically didn't like the gunslinger. Overall, it, it, it was met with like, hey, I didn't really like that. Nothing really happened. Kind of let's speed this up. We've only got four episodes left. Um, and to those people, I say, so we're just done having fun already, right? <laughs> you know, we're on episode five of <laughs> Mandalorian, and we're just done having fun. You want it all to happen right now. You can't wait. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, this goes back to the conversation we had earlier about, like, it being, like, Samurai Jack or the Littlest Hobo, where it's like, I truly, I understand there's, like, an overarching plot, but for the most part, I just want to see fun shit happen. And this episode was just filled with fun shit, right? Like, it was awesome. Yeah, we went to Mos Eisley. We went to Tatooine. Like, we went to Tatooine. We went to Mos Eisley. Um... We got to see uh, 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 Ming-Na Wen as, as Fennec Shand, who uh, personally I thought was going to be around for many years to come. Uh, but they gave, <laughs> yeah. They, gave, yeah, they gave me the twist at the end. Because I, I absolutely thought that, like, um, oh, God, uh, who, who was the, what was the character's name? It was uh, Fennec Shand? Uh, well, or... no, Jake Canoville played, uh, played Toro, Toro. Uh, Toro Calican or whatever. He was the young... Uh, the rookie... The yeah, rookie bounty hunter like, trying to get into the guild. Yeah, the rookie bounty hunter trying to make his name, right? And he was like, oh, you know, he, and he was like sitting in Han's seat in the booth, right, with his feet up on the table, and uh, was like, hey, you gotta help me. <laughs> and then, you know, he he showed himself to be very susceptible to suggestion, and I really thought that Mingna Wen was gonna talk him down to like, you know, let me free, and then I'll get away, and then and then Mingna Wen was gonna get away, and. Um, 
But she would have been like, you know, she would have given like, you know, the old two finger salute to the Mandalorian as she got away and then been like, you'll see me again, you know, <laughs> and then we, we just would have spent more time down the road with uh, with uh, Ming-Na Wen. <laughs> the guy fucking gut shoots her. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I certainly did not see that coming. He just fucking just shoots her right in the gut. And I was like, damn. <laughs> like, cold-blooded uh, yeah so I, I, that's the first time i think star wars actually tricked me in my expectations of what was about to happen on the on the screen in a very long time uh unless you count me thinking phantom menace was going to be good back in 2001 um i don't in which case they definitely uh they definitely got me there um well if you're, if you're thinking back in 2001 then you waited two years two sorry yeah you're right 99 <laughs> good call rob yeah um actually uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, you got to see uh, Dubaks. We got that cool sequence where they were on the speeders and they're they're racing towards Ming-Na Wen and she's like sniping them and they're firing flares off in the air and just like, yeah. that was a lot of fun, that's, that, that episode. And like I said, you got to see speeders, you got to see Mos Eisley, you got to see that. It was an actual, honest to goodness, fun, I, like dog fight at the beginning of that episode in the... Uh, that, in space. That's the reason. Is that, that the one where it started with the the line, like somebody was trying to take him out and using his yeah, line, like, like yeah. Yeah, cold? Yeah, because his ship gets busted, and then he has to take it to the nearest right. port, which is Tatooine. And that's why everybody was like, "Well, why would he go to Mos Eisley in Tatooine, right? Because he's he's on the run, and we all know Mos Eisley is the like, you know, is the biggest wretched hive <laughs> of scum and villainy. And it's like, well, his ship was repaired, his options yeah. was busted, his options were kind of limited. Sometimes you got to go to Mos Eisley, and it's like. Like, I'm just people all of a sudden are like, like for the everybody who loved all of the nostalgia crap in the uh, in in who who just like ate up all of the crappy nostalgia stuff they put in Force Awakens for them to be like, oh, why would he go to Mos Eisley? Like, you know, shut the fuck up right? <laughs> in this in, in this one. Um, yeah, this episode was a lot of fun. What did, what did you think on the Gunslinger episode, Rob? Uh, I guess it was fun. Uh, the only <laughs> note I wrote down was forgettable because I forgot yeah. basically everything that happened in it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I understand from like a storytelling standpoint, it didn't really move the needle. Like basically all that happened was, um, that's going to move the needle going forward is, um, like they killed Fennec Shand and he had to get off. And then at the very end, we see, uh, a figure approach, uh, Ming-Na Wen's body. And everybody on the internet, like all of, all of the fanboys and girls who just can't help themselves, are like, "Oh my God, Boba Fett! Boba Fett! Boba Fett! Is that Boba Fett? He had spurs. He had spurs. It's got to be Boba Fett, right? There's only one guy in the entire galaxy with spurs, right?" And it's like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> like, so so that means Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit then too. I guess, yeah, it would have been. Uh... Because all that old stuff was stroke of a pen doesn't exist exactly, in this yeah. in this new canon. Well, there was the thing that there there is a guy when he's walking around in the first episode. I believe there's like an Easter egg where you can kind of see a dude who looks like he's in Mandalorian armor and it looks like he's covered in some sort of nonsense. Oh yeah, and, that's and he's right. just walking around. So that like that was just kind of the, like, hey, maybe that's Boba Fett. But like, I don't know. People were really reaching. They like separating their shoulders so badly, stretch, <laughs> stretching for that to be, uh, for that to be Boba Fett. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess the universe is so small that only one guy can wear spurs, right? Like can can wear space oh, yeah. spurs. 
I, I guess. God, man, they, I don't know. Star Wars, like the 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 toxic fanboys, really want just a small, small universe for the show. They want it to be evolved around the same like seven fucking people. Um, I don't know. I don't want it to be uh, Boba Fett. What are your thoughts on that, Dave? Um, I about that who that person is. I, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, to I me don't, at this point, yeah, who cares? Exactly. They, we well, just cool. know that somebody found somebody who mm-hmm. is on the up and up. Is like, oh, this person died and this person was important. Okay. They'll come back, maybe. We'll find out later. Maybe not. I don't care. Like, give me the next episode. Exactly, right? Like, like overall, you could pretty much... You can kind of <laughs> skip this one in the rotation, but if you skip it, you just miss out on fun shit like do-back wizards and, and you, you, you miss out the, shootouts the, in the sand, right? Like, yeah. The entire joke of where he's like tra- teaching this guy about the, the Tusken Raiders, so they're like, oh, there's, oh, there's yeah, one down there. Yeah. Good too, <laughs> and yeah. he's like, what are you doing? Negotiating passage. Yeah. What? Yeah. Give them your binoculars. Yeah. They're brand new. <laughs> now they're not yours. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I just love the uh, yeah, and when it, the whole line about him being like, well, you know, from their point of view, <laughs> we're the we're the trespassers and stuff. Yeah, right? it's like, their land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So bad. Once again, making uh, the Jedi and uh, Luke Skywalker and uh, you know, once again retconning the Jedi as just horrible, horrible people who care not for the uh, people who don't think their way. Right, like just constantly murdering Tusken Raiders for no reason. Oh, man. I, the Jedi murdered any Tusken Raiders. It was just the one guy, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was just uh, the one Jedi. Yeah, just the one Jedi. But no, he turned out to be kind of evil at the end, didn't he? <laughs> no, because... Uh, <laughs> no, the... Uh, you know, ben Kenobi and, uh, and, and Luke were fucking with the Tusken Raiders for no reason. Out in the, well, that's because the they attacked them first, Hope. right? But whatever. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think that Luke wasn't attacked by them? Well, uh, Luke had his. Uh, if I remember correctly, Luke had a sniper rifle pointed directly at like a bunch of a bunch of Tuscan Raiders. If you see that, what like uh, that is true. Yeah, if you if you see somebody with a bunch of like a sniper rifle trained on some of your buddies, you're probably gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna not let that happen, right? So true. Um, but they didn't end up killing any of them. It was just kind of like... Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah. People just always fucking with the Tusken Raiders, and all they want to do is live in the sand undisturbed. That's all I'm saying. Um, and then the final episode that we saw was uh, The Prisoner, which just aired a couple of days ago. Um, we've said that, like, on this podcast, that Marvel's kind of cracked the code. Uh on doing good comic book movies by basically doing genre films, but uh, putting them in, you know, they just have, they, they, they're just superhero movies, but they happen to be genre films, um, like Ant-Man's a heist film, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they've kind of been doing that with uh, with this, where we, we mentioned they had their um, Six Samurai homage, the gunslinger is kind of their like, you know, western, but we're in Star Wars and we're doing cool shit, sort of a thing. Um, and the prisoner is obviously their prison break. <laughs> like, is is is, is, no. is, is quite honestly. Their <laughs> oh, prison you can't break you movie. can't imagine that. <laughs> and it was so fun, man. And I just yeah. I just like this. This was fun. We we get to see Mark Boone. 
we get to see uh, uh, Bill Burr, who I was just calling his character. I don't even know his character's name. I've been calling him Meta Mark because all he did was make meta jokes that you knew the Star Wars fans were just going to eat up. Num, 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 num. Like he had the uh, he had the thing where he was making fun of the Gungans and then the uh, yeah. the one where, they, where he was like, they said something about his, his marksmanship capabilities, and he goes like, I wasn't a stormtrooper, ass, or whatever. That right? was, I, I laughed out loud real good that, for that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's uh, Meta Mark, I've been calling him, because yeah, he, like, Bill Burr was just making jokes that I'm like, oh, man, people are just going to eat those up. Uh, and then like we had Clancy Brown shows up as a Deveronian who who they made him look like he was like a fucking wrestler or something like that. Uh, it was awesome. And yeah, and uh, Berg. Yeah, what was it? Q. Uh, what was it? Q nine O or whatever, or Q nine O or whatever was the uh, the robot that I initially thought was a Gan because he, he, he kind of uh, looked z- like Zero. Is the zero word. was his it's name, right? Droid. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, he was. <clears throat> he was uh, he was a lot of fun. I, re- I initially thought that was a Gand and not a droid, but uh, I guess putting a droid in the uh, in the party of a man who hates droids made sense. And then, yeah, God, the pre- it, it was just a lot of fun. Like we went and we, uh, you know, we, we 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 just go on on this cool prison heist. And of course, they they all betray him at the end. And he had history with the with the Twi'lek that was played by uh, Natal- Natalia Tina. And it, it was just Zyan. fun. Or Zion or something was her name. Zyan. Yeah, it, it was yeah. just... Yeah, and then, like, they're... So, you know, they're going to go there, and they're like, we've got to uh, extract this prisoner. And the prisoner turns out it was a guy who Mando's got some history with, and they betray him and lock him up. And I was like, oh, shit, right? And then... It's like you knew that was coming, too. Yeah, and then he had to he had to escape. And it was just... <laughs> God, it was a lot of really good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I just love spending time with not... Skywalkers. This is, I guess, my point. My <laughs> ultimate point of this, like, just spending time with, like, we get to see Twi'lek, like, we get to see Twi'leks and not only that, but the Twi'leks, like, we've seen Twi'leks in the movies before, but only just in the backgrounds is, like, flavor and stuff like that, and, but, like, to see, uh, uh, Natalia Tina playing one and, and running around there and, like, doing cool shit where she's, like, throwing knives into people and she's just this assassin Twi'lek, uh, chucking these weird space daggers into people and, um, like I said, Clancy Brown was a Deveronian strongman who's just going around like like power bombing the Mandalorian uh, and stuff. When he but grabbed was... when he grabbed that droid and threw it into the other one, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. And then and even when it looked like the Mando tried to chop his head off with the door, and he like like was you just know picks bench... the door up. Yeah, he was like bench pressing the door. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> right? It was. That was a lot of fun. Like I really like that. And, and stylistically, there was some cool shit when when, uh, when when basically after the you know the whole prison break gets uh, kind of, you know uh, inevitably you know it's 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 similar to Chekhov's gun where like anytime there's a prison break you know eventually the alarm goes off right in, in the prison break and once the alarm goes off and then it was all like you know red and stuff and. They, they do the cool, like, it, and it basically kind of became their, like, homage to the movie Aliens, where they're stuck on this ship, and people are trying to, like, they're walking down these halls, and but it's dark, and, you know, the lights are strobing, and, and people, you know, you see but stuff in the, the background. Yeah, and them. It's, exactly, and it's getting closer and closer and stuff. It was just, stylistically, it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, 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 I really enjoyed it, uh, uh, The Prisoner. How'd you feel about The Prisoner, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you on this one. 
this one was a lot of fun. Uh, as soon as Mando got tossed into the cell, which was no surprise. Mm-hmm. But after that, where he then goes and uh, controls the, the ship and uh, separates everybody and then one by one starts picking them off. A lot of fun. It was, it was great. And when the lights started flashing uh, and you was like, Mando's not there. Mando's there. Mando's not there. Mando's mm-hmm. there. Like just ever so getting closer and closer to Mayfield. And then uh, it's like, oh, he's right behind him. It turns around. Nope, not there. Now he's behind him on the other side. I question how I was like, I'm just going to assume some Batman shit, but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was very Batman-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. That was very good. Um, but the the voice of uh, Zero was played by the same guy that did the voice of, Mo- or that played Moss in the IT crowd. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <No>. And, <laughs> and I enjoyed the, uh, basically the game of hide and seek. <laughs> that was played with the child. Yeah, that's, yeah, baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, that's great too. When like when when he's like, you know, he finds baby Yoda trapped in his in his bedroom in his closet bedroom, and he's got the gun train on him, and baby Yoda does the the slow eye shut, and he's like, I'm gonna use the force. And then, I'm gonna block like, this blast. <laughs> baby Yoda's like, whoa! I, thought, I didn't know I was gonna do that. And then the Mandalorian's standing there behind him, and he gets to shoot the droid. And he's like, oh, great, so glad I got to kill that fucking droid, right? Like he, just, <laughs> he just holsters, and Baby Yoda just has that, like, oh, cool, right? Kind of, like, look on his face. God, that was a lot of fun. Ah, oh, jeez. Well, uh, one one, on one complaint I did have a little bit with this uh, episode is mm-hmm. that the set seemed incredibly bare-bones. Oh, like uh, for it, it, the prison ship or for Mando's ship? Uh, for the prison ship. Okay. It basically just seemed like they were complete the white wall, way. like yeah. white walls. There's, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like a complete, basically put drywall up. And it's like, yeah. all right, there's everything, and then the control room. Put in a couple of TVs. Yeah. Um, which they, I mean, if that's how the ship is, that that's was, how the ship is. They yeah. did say it was a and, brand new Republic. Yeah, Pr- prison ship or whatever. Prison yeah. ship. So and like, I guess it if was, it's a prison there was a ship, you're not going to have stuff accessible. But yeah. I don't know. It just to me, it seemed a little weird that or like bare bones. But yeah, it's think, still. Yeah. A lot of fun. I think that's more of a set thing, Rob. I think yeah. it's just like we've built one hallway and we're just going to shoot the fuck out of the one hallway. Yeah, right? it, it, exactly. Is, is, is kind of what that's it good. was. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they were dollar conscious on this episode. I guess. I, I think don't so. Know. They, they, it could be that too. You no, know, I think that's exactly what it was because they spent a lot of money on those first few episodes and stuff yeah. right and this one they were that like, whole game of thrones thing like hey yeah. we can't spend any money because we put the whole budget into the mm-hmm. dragons later on yeah so yeah they probably yeah so they probably built one hallway one set hallway of this entire prison and we're like let's just shoot the fuck out of this one we'll just shoot it from yeah. different angles all the stalls <laughs> yeah. look the same you know it looks the- <laughs> yeah you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do right um yeah i just really like i'll say this as a guy who since the prequels came out, um, basically they changed it so that the the rebels and the the Jedi are are kind of the bad guys. Uh, so it's a guy who's not really on the side of the rebels, kind of philosophically and whatnot. Uh, to watch them at the end, just kind of be like, 
yeah, we'll blow up this ship, no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of like, wow, Rebel Rebel Alliance, at it again, baby. This, there's your this new is where the distress beacon's coming from. <laughs> yeah, there's it's your new the republic. It's the new republic yeah. for the record. Yeah, there you go. There's your new republic for you, baby. Three X-Wings show up. Well, the distress beacon's here. We gotta blow it up, right? Like, At least they were <laughs> launching a gunship. <laughs> yeah. He said, huh, that's where it's like, coming from. They're launching anything. a gunship. Could have been one of their own ships. All they did was go like, "Yep, the distress beacon's there." Well, fire away! Pew pew pew. <laughs> but <laughs> now maybe it's what the intent of the distress beacon is. Yeah. To me, I or we're in distress. Come save us! Yeah. Not we're all dead. Come blow up the ship. Yeah, like their own. <laughs> like guy what if their been own alive. guy was in there? <laughs> exactly. That could have been well, his. Like come come rescue me beacon. And they were just like pew pew pew. pew. Let's let's think this through logically, okay? <laughs> Why? So that beacon... Why should we? The rebel army didn't. They just hopped in there. Well, what? What if away. they? What if they did? Uh, so that beacon, <laughs> that beacon was on a prison so ship. <laughs> that that beacon was on a prison ship, right? Mm-hmm. And what if that beacon, when it goes off, says, "You know what? All the prisoners have gotten out. Yeah. Destroy the ship." Okay. Sure. Yeah, blow up your brand spanking new prison ship, sure. Well, that seems like a terrible <laughs> idea, too. <laughs> seems like a terrible waste of resources. I'm just if it's if it's just reminiscent to me of the old uh, of the it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme with uh, friggin' uh, Danny DeVito where it's just him with the two guns and he goes, So I started blasting, right? <laughs> now that was just that was just it. I don't know. It just made me laugh. I don't you know I don't want to think too much about it. I was just I just kind of was like, whoa! They just kind of came in, guns ablazing there. Didn't really, and like they did it for the like, for the storytelling standpoint of like, let's just uh, blow up Mark Boone and and have uh, have Mark Boone and the and the the Twi'lek, uh, Quinn or whatever, um, just be gone. So I I get it from from a storytelling standpoint that it's like we got to have some of them be dead. Uh, so those two guys are dead, but then we we you know they cut back to the prison cell at the end and. Uh, turned out that Bill Burr and and uh, and Clancy Brown and and Natalia Tina were, were he didn't actually kill them he just locked them all in a cell and they're floating in the prison so you know you figure they'll get out eventually and uh, they they might be back so that's for season yeah, two exactly so it's good so other I... other than droids uh, Mandalorian doesn't seem to be killing. Yeah, except for, for Jawas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, except for Jawas. Oh boy, did he? He doesn't like Jawas. Jawas. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, disintegration. And, and giant rhinoceros creatures. Yeah, creatures. Yeah, <laughs> the mudhorn, <laughs> which is oh, good stuff. Um, I mean, we got two episodes left. Obviously, we're we're not gonna get a um. We're not going to get a huge conclusion at the end of this season, I wouldn't think. Um, I hope. Uh, yeah, I, I hope not. And also, I, I think... Keep, it would let's be, just keep running it. Like. Well, yeah, it would be incredibly tough. Because, I mean, basically the overarching plot that they have right now is... Um, keep we the child safe. <laughs> yeah, keep the child, yeah, keep the child safe, but we don't know why yet, right? We don't know why everybody wants this. We assume it's because it's Force-sensitive, but we don't know, you know, that... There's endless just waste of time internet theories about, like, he could be a clone, you know, he could be a whatever. Maybe they need <clears throat> this baby. These people need to do something. For, yeah, like... we need this force-sensitive baby Yoda body to, like, give to the Emperor, you know. It's, you know, just all types of nonsense like that. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm 
perfectly comfortable right now not thinking about that sort of thing and just riding the ride. Now, will I need a bit more substance as we go? For sure. But for the rest of this season, I'm perfectly fine just having bad guy of the week type adventures. Right? Oh, absolutely. Like that's, I'm with I'm, you, 100%. Yeah, I'm having too much fun right now as Mandalorian. How, uh, what are your thoughts on that, on on like the overall kind of arc of the of, of the show so far, Rob? Uh, yeah, I, I'm good with the like bad guy of the week. It became rather obvious that's what was happening with mm-hmm. uh, after episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, in my mind, I think I've still got like Game of Thrones style shows yeah. and depth um and this isn't there <laughs> yeah like at, oh yeah, at that yeah. level yeah it's not uh, like it, it's not like um <clears throat> game of thrones or well game of thrones for the most part say what you will about that last season but game of thrones for the most part or um breaking bad right where something yeah. of significance to the plot Breaking Bad's a better example, where something significant to the plot happens every episode, right? Like, there's at least one thing that you have to watch um, and uh, in in order to know what's going forward. Like, you can't skip an episode. Now, the show that people claim ushered in the new era of of genre television, The Sopranos, um, I've been watching recently, and I was amazed at how little happens in certain episodes of... Of the Sopranos, like man, they got they got episodes where 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 virtually nothing fucking happens, um, but you just kind of enjoy spending time with those characters so much that you don't really notice it or or like like it it, it feels natural just because you're you enjoy the uh, that the, those mobster characters that you spend time with, and I, and I feel the same that this this show is kind of more. Sopranos adjacent to me, not like in terms of the violence or in in terms of the the significance, but just more in terms of like, okay, cool shit is just kind of going to happen in every episode in or in every episode in this show, but some will be more overall plot centric than others, and others there'll be barely anything in it. Like I would say, um, like the Gunslinger obviously had had not a lot happen in it. It was it was basically, um. <clears throat> He did a job, got some money, and it explained how he's going to be financing the next few episodes, right? And uh, well, actually, the gunslinger, I don't think he got any money. Yeah, yeah, he did. did. He? Oh yeah. Oh no, that's right. He he pulled some money off of the yeah, the, and he, the, the, the rookie corpse. Yeah, and he, he yeah, and he used it to pay Amy Amy Sedaris, right? And uh, but like at the, at the very end of that episode, when the mysterious figure approaches Ming Na Wen's body, right? That right. that was kind of the only thing that that happened in that one going forward. But um, as far as uh, the prisoner, uh, I mean, we advanced the plot line in the sense that the job, the crew that he was hooked up with, like we get, we got to see a bit of his old like people that he's run with before, right? So there, here's uh, here's Mark <laughs> Boone, who's like you know back just like back in the old days, eh, Mando and stuff like that, and then. You know, we see Bill Burr's character, who's who's an ex-imperial uh, sniper, like he's an ex-imperial agent sniper guy, right? And um, he's now doing jobs, and and he's got some history with uh, with the twi- uh, with the Twi'lek Zion, and and now, and you know, he uh, she's pissed off at him because he he ditched a job and got her brother arrested, 
And uh, now she, you know, she's even more going to be even more pissed off when she gets out because she's going to find out Mando had her brother killed, and they're going to be back. So you know, like that, yeah, advanced stuff for the future. But it does it, it, and and we got a you know sprinkling of of his backstory. But overall, it didn't really advance the overarching plot. Would you say? Yeah, and that, and that kind of thing, they can, I guess, they can get away with it, knowing mm-hmm. people are going to fork over money, hand over fist to. Uh, yeah give them the opportunity to have those future seasons. If this was some brand new concept, that's a hell of a gamble to just set things up down the road and actually not deliver anything in the current season. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But but, uh, in in my mind, uh, the the show title could basically be uh, The Adventures of Mando and the Child. Yeah, man. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Two bounty hunters and a baby. <laughs> what, what are they going to get up to this week? Yeah, that's, that's uh, basically how I feel every time a new episode comes on. I'm like, ooh, what's the Mandalorian going to get up to this week? <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, got a, I got a little theory about this season here. Sure. Uh, I'm just, just going to run it out. So what it seems like is he's getting the child and then... Every every episode, with exception to like last episode, he meets somebody and befriends them effectively, mm-hmm. and these people are going to have to come back in a later. Like I'm hoping that it's going to be in the next season where he has to like assemble his crew to do something or to whatever. So he's going to have like the shock trooper come back. He's going to have Gina Carano comes back. Yeah, the people like the guy, the old guy who helped him fix his ship from the first thing, and then he's going to talk get the lady from. Uh, Moss Eisley to come as well, and all these people. So he's going to have to reassemble these people at some point to help them with that. Who cares? Something. And then it'll basically make every episode throughout this entire season worth something even more than what it is. Now, now this is just my theory and what I hope it's going to be, but I really shouldn't be getting my hopes up on this kind of stuff without knowing. That'd be alright. I'd I'd be down for for something like that. Wouldn't be... uh... Yeah, a a nice way to tie everything together so that it's not all just standalone. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I I do like it all standalone, but if they want to tie it together, it could be really simply done. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, he could do the I know a guy or I know a girl or something, you know, a bit. We need someone for this. I know someone for this job. And he goes, I know, I got somebody. (laughs) That sort of a thing. And then he, yeah, he calls up Gina Carano and they go, well, pass. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, like Gina Carano's gonna come back for sure. Like that, like that much I can, I can guarantee uh, that will not be the the last we've seen of her in, in the Mandalorian TV show. And we all know that um, Carl Weathers is gonna be back at some point. There was even a little, uh, little tease of him in the uh, in in the prisoner episode with the with the robot basically trying to decipher the message that he was getting from uh, from Carl Weathers and whatnot. It was it was. A lot of fun. I, I I fully enjoy The Mandalorian. I'm still on board. I love it. I don't like people talking bad about, you know, episodes like The Gunslinger and stuff because it's like, come on now. <laughs> like, it's just, we're let's not be done having fun five episodes in. Like, less than three hours into The Mandalorian, people were complaining about The Gunslinger. So we're done having fun, are we? Okay, <laughs> right? Like, like I, don't, I don't know. I didn't get that. Um, anything you want to add uh Rob, uh, just in, in general, anything you want to get off your chest about the show? or? Uh, it's not, not just to, to get off my chest, but I don't remember which episode it happened in, but they uh, they did mention Life Day. 
Oh, did they? Oh, man. They, 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 they mentioned Life Day and acknowledged the holiday special. Oh, man. That's by hilarious. doing so. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Hilarious. Oh, man. I completely, I it's going to be in the next episode. I, I don't remember if it was four, five, or six, which episode it was. But, uh, yeah. In passing mentioned Life Day. Hilarious. It was probably in the sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't remember which, but I just I remember that <laughs> happened, and it's like, oh man. That's and recently, I saw some clips of the uh, um, <laughs> the holiday special because of the uh, pitch meeting uh, yeah, the YouTube Chewbacca videos, one, the Chewbacca one, right? Yeah, and yeah. oh my god, I had no idea how. Like, I knew it was bad yeah. from. The, the, I can't believe you would slight do that things I've heard, but I saw clips and it just looks and oh my god, I had no idea how truly terrible. Isn't that it where was. Boba Fett? Isn't that where Boba Fett actually debuted in like a cartoon sequence at the beginning of? Yeah, something of like that. Special. I'm pretty sure that's where he debuted, and then yeah. Lucas was just like, "I love this guy," right? And then put him in the movies. Oh man, what a place to debut the, uh, <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday Special. I got another. Uh, Dave, anything you want to mention about the Mandalorian before we get out of here? Aside from my theory, there, I've yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, just keep bringing it on. Yeah. And I, you know I, Disney, I, they're gonna pump us yeah. full of this stuff. Yeah, I don't know though, because like if John Favreau maintains being the showrunner of this, I don't know if they'll get. Um, plus, it's more expensive to try to make these. Um television wise and and make no mistake despite our jokes early about uh about them having one hallway in the prison of one hallway yeah. set of the prison <laughs> ship despite the jokes we made earlier this show still looks so clean and expensive like they they've definitely spent some money on it to make it look like Star Wars despite the oh, fact yeah, it's not for sure. a, <laughs> a yeah a big budget movie right they're really banking on Disney Plus, though, and if they don't continue to put out content for it, it they, is not they... going to stick around. <laughs> yeah, no, and they, they have the money behind it, so they have to. Like I'm, that's the problem is they I'm have to do this. Sh- well, I'm not sure that's true because um, I think you're underestimating how many Disney. Now, they do have the original content coming out. They've got um, the Mandalorian. Right now, all they have is the Mandalorian and this. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The the Jeff Goldblum National Geographic show uh, is basically all they got um, in terms of original content. But they've got um, the Loki show. They've got I, the Scarlet I, Witch show. They've got I know, the, but they're uh, gonna. They're, I'm saying they have to. They have to keep coming out with this stuff yeah. because once the they enter this Kenobi market, show. yeah. Once they enter the market. They have to keep going, and there's a reason why Netflix is so far in debt. Mm-hmm. Because all they do is they're, they're spending billions of dollars on content, and if it's not translating into people signing up, mm-hmm. the whole thing falls apart. No, I think I, I think Disney Disney has a leg up on other streaming services like let's say Apple. Apple's big thing was uh, they launched their they launched their streaming network with. Um, like two shows yeah two shows one of which was the jason momoa show where like jason momoa is the only guy you can see and everybody else is blind and the other one was that 
show which is like critically reviled right now and people are talking about it like it's the room or something where it's so oh, like bad. the morning show yeah or whatever morning, the fuck yeah, that is yeah the morning show with Reese Spoon <laughs> and, and uh, Jennifer Aniston people are talking about that like it's the room where it's like you gotta watch it because it's such a fucking train wreck of a show right I'm not um, giving Apple any money for that no me? I'm just saying that's what that's that that seems to be the buzz around that show whereas Disney even if they didn't have a, like the only bit of original content they had when they launched the network was they had the one episode of the Mandalorian, right? Yep. That was it. Other than that, everybody was like, Oh my God, I get Disney's entire fucking catalog and Marvel and star Wars and Pixar and all this stuff. Like people are still going to fork over for that. Cause there's just so many Disney heads out there that are just going to be like, Oh my God, I get everything. I get everything Disney at my fingertips. Sure. So I, I think watch out. it'll fall off eventually. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I just feel that Disney now, I could be wrong about this, but I feel that Disney is somewhat safer in that regard than, say, um, Apple TV. That, that, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We are in the middle of the streaming wars, and may the best rise to the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And you can find us now on a couple of new spots. We are on Google Play. All you have to do is search uh, the Crossover Podcast on Google Play, as well as Spotify. We're on Spotify. They're not in. We didn't get on Spotify in time, unfortunately, for everybody to get those little, like, here's your numbers of what you listen to. So, uh uh, hopefully we, we, we look a little bit better at the end of 2020 when, when Spotify does that again. But we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play now, and we're on all of our usual spots. We're on most podcatchers um, that you can find us. Uh, we are going to be back in a couple of days uh, on the other side of this podcast, of course, with Dave and uh, – or sorry, not with Dave, with um, Craig and uh, Bill. Uh, we will be discussing some of the hilarious, hilarious – uh, gambling beats that happened uh, earlier today. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. Uh, earlier today, there were a couple of, of of hilarious things. One I got bit by, but I won't get into the details here. You can you can wait till uh, Tuesday to hear me uh, laugh about that with Craig and Bill. But there 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 was some hilarious stuff that happened today in the NFL, and and a lot of people lost some money. And um, next week, uh, I assume uh, one of, if not both, of you guys will be back. Uh, to discuss, because The Rise of Skywalker comes out, we will uh, most likely have a lot of the crew uh, on to break down uh, Rise of Skywalker. And then before you know it, we'll get the last two episodes of... Uh, right after Christmas, we'll get the last two episodes of... Uh, of Mandalorian, and we'll we'll talk about the ending of that and what we think is going to happen going forward. Uh, so we're looking pretty good. No, no shortage of content coming up on either side of the podcast. Um... So, yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff happening. we got Rise of Skywalker and more football coming up. So, Star Wars and football, just like it was always meant to be. Uh, Rob Callflesh, Dave Freiber, good talking to you guys. And um, we'll probably talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast. Crossover.